why I no longer work out to look good and how that's actually made me feel even better about myself and look even better than I was in my 20s. So I've talked to you guys about um, my past eating disorder and how that ongoing recovery with emotional eating and how I was able to, to kind of tease out my emotions whenever I wanted to eat something and that really I was using food as a way to manage my emotions. That's another, another, another video that I wrote, uh, that I did, um, and how it's really affected me as a mom now because a lot of times Asian parents like to use food as a way to show their love and you know that's how I was starting to see the patterns of myself and really trying to break away from those patterns. Anyway, so this one is really about how I changed my mindset around exercise because a lot of the times um, I would use exercise as a way to manage my mental health. So you would, I would feel guilty about something I ate and then I think that I could kind of expunge the guilt or repent my sins by doing something crazy on the treadmill or just, you know, really doing something way more than what my body should be doing. So here's my story of how I how I recovered from over-exercising instead of abusing it, um, using it to heal from my abuse. So I've been fairly active most of my life. Um, it started in grade school when I really enjoyed swimming and I actually took all the swimming lessons. Back in the day, I don't know what it is now, I think they're animals and the, like how the levels go. Um, it's like level one, two, three, four, whatever, wherever you are. For us, it was colors. So you'd start, I think, with like yellow and then it was like green anyway. And then you get to white and then after that, you be, you start your life training, life um, lifeguard training. I had dreams, I actually had dreams that I would become an Olympic swimmer um, and that I would swim competitively there and you know I, I relatively I was relatively fast compared to my like the other students in my class um, I had the broad shoulders to give me like a slight edge on the butterfly stroke so then after I completed my lifeguard training I my instructor at the time actually thought I had potential and he was like hey do you want to like join the swim team um, and compete and so I was like sure I'll join the local swim team you know like this idea that I had this dream, right? I wanted to achieve it. But then I got my first period. And of course my traditional, if you've, if you've, read, if you've listened to my other stuff about my mom, uh, a conservative Chinese mom said that tampons were the devil. And so that's kind of how my swimming career ended. I've stayed active throughout like um, grade school and high school. Um, actually, now that I think of it, like I, I don't really actually think it was the period thing that my mom took me out from swimming. I actually think it was maybe because she didn't want to do like the 5.30 in the morning. Um, do you want to say hi babe? You're in the video. <laughs> okay. Um, but then I got my period, right? So like maybe she just didn't want to do like the 5.30 in the morning, um, like the drop-offs and the pickups and, and then obviously I had to like shower and all that stuff. So maybe she just doesn't want to do that because she's not really a morning person. Anyway, so now that I think of it, I continued to go and like I was I competed on the track and field. I invent track and field events. I played on the basketball team. Played um, trial. Tried for the volleyball team, but unsuccessfully uh, didn't make it. Um, and then also I pulled my weight on the rugby team as a flanker in the scrum. So I was relatively active pretty much throughout my childhood and adolescence. But of course, you can do too much of a good thing. And it was around grade 10 when I understood the concept of 
calories in versus calories out and it's like a simple math equation really i mean someone in grade school can understand how how this works right the more you eat the more you need to expend and the less you eat the less you need to expend and the more you expend the more you can potentially eat um and the less you expend the less you can eat if you want to lose weight you kind of take one of those factors and play with it so if you want to lose weight eat less expend more or you can do both or you can do one of them at the time i really wanted like you know every kid every teenager or adolescent want if you're looking at social media or back in my day when you're watching tv um watching movies and reading magazines like tiger beat or 17 and and you see who's on those covers and you start to think, well, I want the thigh gap. Like these girls are wearing mini skirts and, and tight jeans, they don't have a, their thighs don't touch. Um, you know, when they're wearing the t-shirts or the tees or the camisoles, right, back in the day. And then rail thin arms, like there was no jiggliness and they had flat stomachs and they, had, they could fit into size zero jeans. And, you know, that I, you know, for instance, when people would buy me gifts and they'd be like, well, what's your size? I wanted to say small or even better, like extra small instead of the medium that I was. And, you know, and, and lastly, like, I just didn't want to keep getting picked on at those, you know, Asian family dinners for being like the bigger Asian girl, you know, who didn't have that stick thin body type, who had a little bit more muscle and had more broad, broader shoulders. like. And, you know, and then obviously I wanted to be praised for having lost weight because during those family dinners, it's like they, you know, it's like this Russian roulette of picking who's the biggest and smallest. And, and you know, I want to be the one that was the smallest. So then they would actually say like, oh, so really your daughter lost weight. She looks gorgeous now, you know? So I took that equation, that simple math equation of calories in, calories out and made up a really dangerous game for myself, you know, in this fucked up kind of teenager, 14th, I don't know, like 15 year old mind. Um, and so, and I didn't really understand what was going on with me. I just took the equation and just really focused on the aesthetic look of how I was in the mirror and really focused on that, on how others perceived me and how that was tied to my self-esteem. Um, and what I really realize now is that eating was tied to managing my emotions and exercising was a way to manage my mental state and so so like if we talk about mental health you talk about emotional health and i abused both right by exercising and you know i exercised i starved and binged i really consumed calories to fill a void and then i would expend calories to expunge the guilt so that kind of like washing away my my the the, the, the rules that i broke the, the mistakes and the fuck ups that i had it was like whenever i ate too much you know like i'd have like a portion set out for myself and if, if i ate just a little bit more or if i ate something bad and i and i talk like i talked a lot about this were bad foods in my previous video um you know, I needed, I needed to cleanse my sins. I felt dirty and I, I needed an exercise while I was my penance, right? You know, for instance, um, there'd be times when, you know, I'd inhale an entire bag of chips because I was just bored, right? Boring. When you're bored, a lot of people like to eat and that was my thing. 
um, because you have nothing else in your, your, it's almost like your mouth feels lonely, you know, like it's not just yourself feeling lonely, but your mouth feels lonely. So they, it's like after inhale a bag of chips, you're like, fuck, like that's like how many thousands of calories? And you're like, I'm going to go run a 10K. Um, or you scarf down, you know, half a box of chocolates at Christmas because you didn't have friends to hang out with. And you're like, fuck, right? Like you've, you just ate half a box of chocolates. I'm going to go spend two hours at the gym to like sweat it out, sweat the sugar out and sweat the, the coffee, the, the chocolate beans and the nougat and then the, you know, the ganache. But lastly, one of the things I often would do is if you guys have Tim Hortons at your, where you live, their muffins and scones and a donut. Like, just I would just like destroy all three at Tim Hortons because I felt I deserved it. Like, as food as as this idea that's a reward after going through something strenuous, like studying for a midterm and and either killing it or or just or maybe feeling like you didn't do so well. Either way, I deserved it because you put so much effort into studying for this exam. Um, and then you know, like, fuck, I just all this I'm gonna have to do 100 squats 100 push-ups 100 crunches and like you know 100 burpees and maybe run around the track you know 100 times or like 10 times or something like that and then you, had, you heard about that endorphin high that you get after a workout um, that was my addiction because you feel good after a workout like everyone does um, during may not maybe not so um, but I'll talk a little bit about that mindfulness um, and exercise in the later part like the second part of the series um it's like it became addicting it's a feeling right you're clear you're managing your emotions through eating something good then you're they're mentally feeling guilty um so then you work out to kind of balance it all out and it's really trying to rectify my fuck up and in, and when you exercise a lot and you dangerously exercise you get a lot of feelings right your body goes through it almost tears down, right? Like I have a degree in kinesiology and biomedical physiology and took exercise physiology courses. Um, and so like the sweat, the sore muscles, the salt, you know, have you ever had salt crystals actually form on your skin after doing so much, like you've worked out so much that the sweat has dried and it's left crystals on your skin? Um, you know, like these three, these things were like markers of a clean state. Like, okay, I've sweated it out. Like my joints are just killing me, but you know, that pain is, is what I deserve for, for the fuck up that I did. And then the, like the cycle would just start over and over again. And, you know, I'd be good for a week or two, you know, doing my thing, eating well, getting good. Um, you know, and then, you know, I would just, do, I would still work out, but like doing my regular workouts. Um, and then I'd mess up and eat something bad. And it's like, and then have to overexercise to compensate. Um, so high school, like around grade 10 was the start of it. Um, and then kind of this obsession with exercise and really just, well, it's kind of like a double-edged sword. Like I loved, I loved exercise because it did um, make me be more in tune with my body during that time and just kind of like have something to, um, as a mechanism to distress during that time. So I do love it, but at the same time I was abusing it. So. In both ways, it drove my desire to study kinesiology and biomedical physiology at my university. Um, and really, I excelled at courses in human nutrition and anatomy, anthropometry. So anthropometry is a fun course. You actually get to measure how fat you are. Um, and you have these, use these clippers, clippers, not clippers, but calipers. And they pinch like your fat foods, like the one, like, you've got like your tricep fold and you've got like your I don't even remember all the words for it but like you got your amp like your abs and you pinch all these parts of your body 
and then you do this crazy calculation to cal to calculate your your percentage of body fat and anyway and I remember at the time like I was working out like crazy and I don't even remember what the results were, but I was not happy with it. Um, I learned about sports nutrition and active health and rehabilitation and health promotion and blah, blah, blah. Like I, I, my, at the time I wanted to be a physiotherapist or maybe an, even like a physio, like a personal trainer or something in health and fitness to, to kind of use that knowledge. Um, and ironically, although I was, a, I was spending hours learning and absorbing all this, this correct latest research and information on how to be healthy and how to treat your body well um i was practicing the exact opposite and it's like again like knowledge isn't power applying it is right everyone can especially now with this digital age with the internet um you can have anything you like you can really google anything you want how to do anything but do people take that step and do it and then actually how do they like in is obviously that is information correct is that even information reliable and um like good for you to follow um so for me like applying it was fine but i was applying the knowledge imp like not properly so living in irony continued on into my masters um and like as i was studying like public health policies and programs like oh wow we create this like this population of people need help and let's make them healthy and let's create policies and programs that can be implemented into the community and or how can we change policies at the government level so that they're you know blah 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 like i was stress eating with weekly three course binges at these fine dining restaurants with my ex then I would punish myself with purpose, right? Like we'd go out these crazy dinners and then you're like, you like just stuffed yourself crazy with an appetizer, an entree and a dessert at a restaurant. Um, and then I'd be like, oh fuck, like I have to punish myself. I gotta like punish myself, not just, not just punish myself, but I gotta punish myself with a purpose, with a reason, with something higher than myself. And, and so I decided to just train for a half marathon, right? To convince myself that I needed those 15 kilometer runs um to prep for the big day right to kind of justify what you know is what you're doing is wrong but you're justifying it with a reason that you think is right you know after all those years of over exercising like did i end up with like this perfect body um like you know the coconut deltoids and the six pack and you know sculpted I don't know, back and the V-shape and then, then like the line on my inner, you know, inner thigh line and um, like the butt, the butt is just like perfectly lifted so you can wear like leggings and, and not be freaking out about like cellulite and, um, you know, chiseled abs and whatnot. No, no. <laughs> I didn't. I had shin splints. I had plantar fasciitis. I had hip and knee pain. Um, I think one of my my left legs was actually shorter than my right because there was a weight like a muscle imbalance in the way I was running um, and then of course I had an extra 15 pounds that I don't have now and I was in my 20s right um, so I'm going to show you a picture of higher hair what I looked like eight years ago um, So this is like in my mid twenties in 2012 and I just completed like a three hour hike. It's called the chief. If you guys are whoever lives, if you live in BC, you'll know what it is. Um, and this is like before kids, I was working out for hours at a trainer, like all this stuff. And so now, um, 
I'm gonna take. I'm gonna show you a picture. I will go upstairs, change to my bikini, and take a picture of myself. Um, my mirror's really dirty, so I'm gonna. I hope you <laughs> appreciate the authenticity um, in the shot, and it's unfiltered. And this is like. I'm in my mid thirties. I have two kids. My, my son is like nine months old right now. And I work out really just 30 minutes a day and that's it. So that's, that concludes the first part of my series. Um, the second part is really just kind of my recovery and some of the tips that I'm going to give you. If you do use exercise as a crutch to kind of help manage your mental health and that you do use food to manage your emotions and you, know, you kind of like do this vicious cycle of trying to make yourself feel better. So that's my second part I'm going to talk about and give you some tips on things that worked for me. It may not work for you. Remember like with any sort of self-improvement journey, you have to really find the person that resonates with you and their voice is going to, um, that you can relate to their story, their background. Um, so these are things that are the next video is going to be about things that worked for me. Um, I hope you, uh, resonate and get value from it. Hey guys, it's Catherine here. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. If you loved this or you resonated with this and found value in my content, please hit the subscribe button and thank you so much from the bottom of my heart.